On today's episode of the Just Jazz podcast, we will be talking about the blazing hot start of your Utah Jazz. What we're seeing, is this what Jazz fans expected? What can we expect the rest of the year? And just as always, talking Jazz basketball. All right, Max, here we go. Left-hand dribble, hands off the memo, for money, yes! Cash it in the bank! Runs it to Burks, catch and shoot three, no. Rebound, oh my! I gotta see that over and over again. Played by who? Mitchell. This is the Just Jazz Podcast, your favorite weekly podcast by your favorite Utah Jazz fans. I'm your host, Max. We got Zach over here as well. He's actually in Utah. I am not. I'm still in Sacramento. And uh, happy as ever to talk some Utah Jazz basketball. We've had a a heck of a season so far. You know, I don't think either of us or anyone has really expected, no matter how optimistic you were on this team, no one could have uh foreseen what we've experienced so far this year as jazz fans um it's been fun eight and three jazz what's your uh, initial takeaway from this season zach so i just want to start off and and say you know when we recorded this before the season started uh we had five games the first week and max and i both kind of talked about it and max said the jazz are going to go one and four i said the jazz are going to go two and three no one expected this. No one expected the Jazz to have uh, be tied for the second most wins in the NBA 11 games into the year. It's been a brutal stretch. And honestly, it's awesome. It's refreshing. It's it's fun to watch. There's a lot um, going on with Jazz basketball now, and I'm just really excited about it. Yeah, I mean, seeing the Jazz go 4-1 and one that first five games was – an utter shock. I mean, when we were four and zero, it was kind of like, when are we going to lose? Are we, I mean, the Rockets were playing so poorly, it was kind of like, man, we might go six and zero, and then maybe the next chance to lose was the Nuggets. Thankfully, we were we were calmed down a bit when we played, uh, you know, on the back of a you know the second night of a back to back against the the Rockets, and we lost. So, you know, and here we are, eight and three. We've beaten. You know, you go down the list, we've beaten the Nuggets, we've beaten the Timberwolves, we beat the Pelicans. And I think those three teams right away, people initially were saying, you know, we're a top five, top six team in the West. Um, you got the Grizzlies, we beat twice. We got the Dallas Mavericks, which we lost only three, and then we beat the Lakers and the Clippers. And in just like an hour or so, we're going to be watching the Jazz play the Lakers again without LeBron James. This team's hot. They're playing with a lot of grit. And you kind of just wonder, like, when's it going to stop? Um, and Zach earlier, I asked you guys, or I think I, I, I pitched the, I, I said, I'm not too sure how, you know, legit this is. I think the, the West is in a bit of a funk. It's hard to kind of tell like who's actually legit and who's just kind of struggling at the start. I think a lot of the teams in the West are, are off right now or just not playing good. Um, but the East, I think once we start playing some Eastern conference teams, that'll be the real test. Um, and that starts. Um, on November 9th with the Hawks. And then we have the Wizards and then the Sixers and Knicks. Um, not that those are the teams I'm most curious about. You know, I'm more curious about when we play 
how we stack up against the Bucks and the Celtics and the Cavs, those type of teams. But, um, you know, the Knicks are playing good. The Six are playing good. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how long this will last. And once we start playing teams, once they're in their groove and these teams in the East are playing really good to the start of the season, how legit this type of play is. Because it's kind of hard to tell right now. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell. But, you know, you look at the Jazz wins. We have two against Memphis, who's seven and three. Um, <laughs> two of those losses are from us. Yeah, awesome. two of two of those losses are from us. Uh, we have um, a win against the Nuggets, who are six and three. We have a win against the Pelicans, who are five and four. Win against the Clippers, who are five and five. Like we're beating good teams. We're beating teams that have the only uh, bad team we've beat is the Rockets. Everyone else is legit. Yeah, but we also lost to the Rockets. Yeah, and but... the Lakers. The Lakers suck. Yeah, but right, we're beating we're beating good teams, and we're beating the teams you need to beat. And kind of as you look at it right now, um, the question is: Can they sustain this? Can they keep this up and and make it to the playoffs? And I get that we're only eleven games into the year, right? But that's what a seventh of the year that's already done, and. So you look at the teams below that aren't in the play-in right now. You have OKC. OKC can't – I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They're not better than us. The Kings are the Kings. The Lakers right. suck. And Houston is terrible. Like, for those teams, the only team that is there is Golden State, right? Golden State, you expect to make the playoffs. Um, so, you know, but we're – we're sitting here and and we're winning games. And, and what are you and talking about below us? What what was just, that? I'm just saying that aren't in the um, playoff pick. Like those those are the bottom five teams in the West. Oh, okay. So aren't going to make the play in as of as of right now, right? So there's four of those five that we expect to be worse than us because you know you look at this Jazz team. The Jazz don't have a star. The Jazz don't have any players that are star caliber players. But we have a lot of pieces that are playoff rotation pieces on any given team in the league. And I think that's what helps us is the egos on this team are so in check and so in balance that it doesn't really matter. You can just sit there and you can say, okay, it's a different person every night. Last night against the Clippers, it was Colin Sexton. We've had nights where it's been Kelly Olynyk, nights where it's been Jordan Clarkson. Lowry marketing has been stellar. Like this team just has so many different ways to attack you. And it's awesome to see. It's very, very refreshing. Yeah. And the only other team, you know, the Spurs are in ninth place right now. And that's the one team I could see, you know, would fall out and be replaced by Golden State. I expect Minnesota to kind of find their footing. They're still getting used to each other. But, you know, and the only way I see the Jazz not making the playing game at this point is if the Lakers make a huge trade and somehow save their season with some pieces that are able to, to mesh quickly and, and get the job done and, you know, allow LeBron James to thrive. AD stays healthy and they, they play good the rest of the season. But that being said, are the jazz, the team that they trade with, or are the jazz going to make a trade that will hurt themselves down the season? What do you think? I mean, I, I'm still not sold that the jazz are going to be buyers or stand put come the, come the deadline i think they might be sellers still even though they're having a a strong start to the season 
you know, there's still a lot of games to play, but even if we still continue to play good, what is the long-term goal of this team if they were to keep people like Rudy Gay, if they were to keep people like Mike Conley, um, even Kelly Olynyk, guys who've played and contributed very much to this Jazz team, I just don't know how much they help these this team come next year and years to come. I mean, so if if you kind of look at that, right, the the thing that I um really look at is Rudy Gay can't get time on this team anymore. He he played well to start, um, but it's been a couple years since he's really done any or a couple games since he's done anything. And I think it's time, you know, that Ochai Abaji gets gets some time because you know that's that's a guy that's in your future. But Mike Conley is on contract for one more year after this. Kelly Olynyk on contract for one more year after this. Jordan Clarkson on contract for one more year after this. Rudy Gay on contract one more year after this. Like the Jazz are in a very unique position because there's players like that, right? You look at Conley, Olynyk, Clarkson are kind of the the three that I'm looking at. Those are very, very crucial pieces to our team. Oh, yeah. I think that, you know, if we keep this up, I don't know necessarily how much of buyers will be. I think the right piece has to come about. Um, but the Jazz do have $35 million in cap space come next season. There's a lot that can be done. There's three draft picks that you have. I, I don't know necessarily. I don't think you use all three of those. I think you have a lot of young talent. I think you're going to use one, maybe two. But I don't see us taking on three more rookies and saying, hey, you know, this is what we have to do. I, if, if a disgruntled star comes and the price is right, I think Danny Ainge might take a swing. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I just wonder, is, is it too early to start making that push? Cause I think that argument was made with Donovan Mitchell. We started the push too early. We never really got to have a full reset. We never got to build the foundation. And so when it was time, when Donovan Mitchell was, you know, we were realizing, oh, this is our window to, you know, make a push. I, you know, it makes sense that maybe we were, we were too young and the push was too premature. So that's my biggest concern is if we start making trades and start, you know, getting pieces, are we, are we there yet? Is the supporting cast there yet? And right now we look great, but when you throw in a superstar, when you throw in an all-star, that whole dynamic is going to change. The selflessness, the energy, even the char- the the charisma of the the individual players that they bring, and you know, all of a sudden it's like, okay, am I stepping on someone's toes? And that's my biggest concern: is can we bring in a player that's going to make a difference and maintain what we have? I'm not too sure. Um, and there's certain people that we want to be part of our core, but need more time to develop, like Kessler. Um, like Agbaji. I mean, who knows about Agbaji, but um, we want Sexton, you know, and Sexton's learning a ton from Conley. Every time he speaks, he's always like, yeah, I love Mike. I learned so much from him. And so that's a reason right there. You don't want to trade Mike, but um, I mean, you want Sexton to to continue healing and coming back to full strength before you really start making this, this push. And obviously that's not going to happen this year, but you know, even next year, I wonder, is it too soon? No, I wonder. I, I strongly believe it's too soon. You want to give this team another two, three years to, to solidify itself and, you know, kind of figure out who's a keeper, who's not, and who needs to be added. What are the strengths and weaknesses? Cause right now it's just kind of fun. Um, it's really hard to tell like what is the actual, 
uh, core group that is going to, you know, we're going to move forward with. Because right now it's like, you know, you look at the Jazz team, it's like, I love every single person on this team. Who's going to be traded? Who's going to be gone? It's kind of hard to imagine any of them being gone, but really not every single person on this team is a fit. Um, and as you change out those pieces, there's always going to be growing pains. Um, so I just think there's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of, it's really hard to tell, but we know that Ryan Smith's ultimate goal is a championship. And I don't think he wants to do anything that's going to fall short of that. I think he wants to have fun and he wants to build a culture, but I don't know. Does he want to have a playoff team or does he want to have a championship team? That's yeah. the big question. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of it is, is seeing that and, and saying, you know, when, when is this window? And I think the jazz, you know, the jazz could have made a push a little bit too soon, but also you got to think two years ago, the Utah jazz were good enough to win an NBA championship. Um, we were the number one seed. We just couldn't stay healthy, but there was a lot that was there that we could have done right. There's, and, and so when I look at that, but I look at these teams, you know, these Western conference teams right now. So you have Phoenix who Phoenix just lost cam Johnson to a torn meniscus. So he's out for a little bit. That's one of their starters. Um, Memphis, who's a young team, Portland, Dame's getting older, Denver, they've ran the same core for, for years. Um, Dallas, young and up, up and coming, New Orleans, young and up and coming, the Clippers, old, Minnesota, it's not really working, and then Golden State, who's getting older as well. Like, there's, there's these teams, but the West is pretty open, right? It will be. It will be. At least and so, the way it looks. Yeah, the way that it looks is is it's it's getting there. And I've always said that about Donovan, back to your point there. I do think the Jazz made a push a little bit too soon. And that's part of the reason that it hurts because I always said, you know, the the time to make the push is when Donovan turns 25. And when Donovan turned 25, we traded it. And you can see that jump, right? Donovan's a top three MVP candidate right now. His team's eight and one. He's career highs in basically every statistical category and is shooting 50, 40, 90 this year. And he's actually playing with energy on both ends of the floor. Which yeah, is, I mean, and I and think uh, he needed a change of scenery for sure. He, unfortunately, he did. Yeah, Tony, Tony Jones brought hurts. that up. He said, you know, the Jazz needed something new and, and Donovan needed something new. But Donovan Mitchell is the perfect piece for this team. Donovan Mitchell is the missing piece of the Jazz. And so, you know, obviously Donovan's going to be in, in Cleveland for the next couple of years. So you got to go out and you got to find the next guy like Donovan Mitchell. Is that SGA, you know, does Oklahoma city sell at the deadline and, and we can go get him. Do you go out and get, you know, um, one of these other young and up and coming stars and, you know, because there's a lot of guys that you look at and and these teams can't keep going on forever. Do you go out and get a Jamal Murray at the deadline? You know, is, is that a guy that could become available? How long does Lonzo or LaMelo Ball stay happy? How long does Zach Levine stay happy? Like there's there's these type of players that if things don't work out, these teams could sell. And so I think the Jazz have to stay put but also stay competitive 
And I think that with what Danny Ainge and Ryan Smith have done is we're starting to create this culture to understand, hey, this is what we're doing. We're changing it. And, and you know, in two or three years, they know they're not going to get a, a free agent. You don't get free agents in Utah. That doesn't happen. But could you go out and get a player that has two years left on a deal and say, we're going to make you tell us no come free agency in two years. And we're going to take that risk on you. And I think that's kind of what Danny and and Ryan are planning on doing currently. Yeah. It'll be really interesting. Cause when I think of disgruntled stars or people that could potentially become available soon, it's really hard to think of any, any ones that stand out, I guess, you know, SGA is probably the top of that list, but when you think of all the others, a lot of them are a lot older um, or have injury concerns. Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, um, the type of guys that I personally would hope the Jazz would not invest in. Um, Lamella Ball is a very interesting one. Um, you know, that he comes with some baggage. I, I actually really like him. He, I grew up, you know, just around the corner from him and um, his brothers where they played. And I've always been big Ball brother fans. But is he the, the type of cultural fit that you want? in the jazz uh, he's a little more flashy a little more showy um a little more self-centered how does that mesh with the team and obviously i'm not the one to make those decisions danny obviously you're gonna have to trust in and it looks like you can trust him he's done a great job so far unless you don't consider what he's done a good job and you just wanted to tank for uh this draft but you know a lot can change um, but i do wonder i do wonder who who's going to be you know the piece that you could go and get um because the the people that i think of the initial top of the list people are not very intriguing personally but that you know next year or two who really knows you know there's a sacramento you can always go look at them De'Aaron fox sabonis um, those are two uh, intriguing players right there I would like the Jazz to go for someone bigger than a, a one or two guard. I'd like to see him go get a number, you know, like a three. That's just balling. And, you know, you want someone like Paul George height, um, which is not the most realistic. But but that's the thing. Is is that realistic? I don't know. Could Maybe. you go out and get Paul George? Could you go get Kawhi Leonard? Because they've ran that same core for three years now, haven't really done anything with it. Um, So, you know, it kind of Yeah, like a Chris Middleton? No. You don't the think Bucks. eventually? You don't think eventually he'll he'll get freed up? No, the Bucks are nine and zero. Bucks haven't lost. Well, a game. not this year. I'm like talking like two or three years. How actually? He's like what late twenties now? Huh? He's kind of old. Like, I, how old is Chris Middleton? Chris Middleton is probably thirty. Yeah, just kidding. I thought he was kind of. I was like initially thinking that he was young, but oh wait, Chris Middleton hasn't even played yet. He's uh, been hurt. He's been hurt all year. Chris Middleton's 31. Oh, yeah. That's not somebody. But what about, okay, what about a guy like De'Aaron Fox? Like, do I want him? No. But could he come in and make a difference? The thing is, my big concern with him is he's kind of like a a Colin Sexton. Why go get De'Aaron Fox? You already have Colin Sexton. Yeah, but like, is that the right play to, to have is, you know, get those guys next to each other? And go get uh, Anthony Davis. No, absolutely not. Because that's the thing is you're starting you're starting three seven footers already. Yeah, might as well go for four quadruple bigs. Uh, who are you putting at the two? The two, 
Paleolinic. Marketing at the two? Yeah, Marketing at the two, Olinic at the three, AD at the four, because he doesn't like playing center, and then Kessler at the five. Like, you know, we do. Except half those guys would be gone if you trade for AD. So no, you just trade your picks. Oh, yeah, true. Lakers give need them, those. Give them a future. Well, we uh, got the Lakers coming up in an hour. The Jazz are red hot. I don't see him losing tonight. It's really fun to watch. What's your buzzer being a hot take? So to the Lakers game tonight for this week. Let's see. Let's, let's see. do it for the game. Do it for the week. Yeah, no, but for the Lakers game, it shouldn't shouldn't be a problem. No LeBron, no Pat Bev, no Lonnie Walker. That's three of their top five players. Don't see it really being a problem tonight. But my buzzer beating hot take for the week. At the Lakers, the Hawks, the Wizards, the Wizards, Sixers, and we'll record again, I think, next Wednesday, which will be the 16th. So then you'll also get the, yeah, the Sixers and then the Knicks. So one, two, three, four, five games. Buzzer beating hot take. Buzzer beating hot take. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Mike Conley's gonna have a game tonight. I think Mike Conley's going for 20 points, six assists. Ooh. 20.7 assists. I like that. I'd love to see that. And if we do decide to trade Mike Conley, you know, it's one of the teams that might be interested. But my buzzer beating a hot take. I'm going to have my, we're going to go four and one. And my buzzer beating a hot take is Laurie Markin is going to win Western Conference Player of the Week. He's going to wow. have a, he's going to have a heat stretch right here, I think. I think he's going to go off tonight. I think he's going to play. I don't think the Lakers have anyone that can guard him, especially no. with LeBron out. No. Who's going to guard him, Matt Ryan? <laughs> Him or uh, no, Pat Bev is out. Pat Bev's out. Lonnie Walker's out. Austin Reeves. Jeez. Troy Brown Jr. But yeah, four and one. Larry Markin's going to get Western Conference Player of the Week. I think he's going to go on a little streak here. I'd love to see it. Have a little fun. Um, and yeah, of course, I'd love to see uh, Conley get his, you know, his 20 and seven tonight as well. So we'll see. I mean, Max. <laughs> It's it's it really Take it, it's note. funny it's funny to to sit here and and Pat Bev said look this was before the Donovan trade and Pat Bev said if we're gonna do this let's do it if not get me to a contender and here we are eleven games into the year and the Jazz are eight and three and the Lakers are two and seven no the best part is that the the Jazz are the fourth best team in the league right now based off record and the Lakers are the fourth worst team in the league based off record. Yeah. Like it's, it's incredible. It really truly is incredible what the, the jazz are doing and it's fun. I think that's the biggest thing last year. Wasn't fun the year, even when we were the one seed, it wasn't fun. It was like scary. It was like, it was scary because you were expected to win every game and the games that you won, you were mad that you didn't win by more and the 
games that you lost, you were mad because you lost. And now it's like, we win by one, great. We win by a hundred, great. We lose by four, oh well, who cares? But we keep winning, so we never even have to feel But we that. keep winning. You know, what I really like is every game, Jordan Clarkson is just, it, it's cool to see Jordan Clarkson say, I want to be in Utah, and always expressing the love. You know, he what he has for the state of Utah is what you can always wish that Donovan Mitchell had. You know, Donovan Mitchell kind of had it as like a rookie and, you know, second year player. But Jordan Clarkson just always shows the love. He wants to be in Utah. And it's fun having him and Mike Conley, both two guys that just want to be in Utah. They're balling out right now. There's no egos in their way. You know, they're just they're just having fun. And I love to see it. I don't love Jordan Clarkson's painted nails. But I love everything else. No, Max, Take come on out. now. Take, freaking, Take note. freaking note. This is what we do. We love the jazz. We love this team. It's incredible. It is incredible. I I love it. I love this team and we love doing this. So thanks for listening. Hit the like and subscribe button. Give us everything and take freaking note, people. Peace.